the Lakers locker room. I'm your host, Tejan Graham. And this episode, I have a very special guest. You know, I interviewed her back in 2021, and she's back again. I thought she I thought she retired, but she came out of retirement this year for the women's volleyball team. We got Miss Madison Murphy. Madison, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So let's get right into it. So I thought I, thought I saw the last of you two years ago. We all did. <laughs> we all really did. <laughs> so, uh, so first question, like, what made you decide to come back? Um, so after my four-year undergrad, I took a year off, went into my master's in osteo, and then started coaching for the women's volleyball team as a strength and conditioning coach. Um, and while I was coaching, like, in the back of my head, I was kind of like, I have this other year of eligibility because of COVID, like most of us do. Um, and I was like, why not use it? Because realistically, what's another year? Right. Postponing the rest of your actual adult life, might as well come back and have fun for one more season. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, so you decided to come back. Um, I guess you don't clearly regret your decision. No. no, no. Um, so let's talk about last year. So obviously when you were gone for you, you decided to mm-hmm. stay kind of stay involved with the women's volleyball team. For yep. those who don't know, just talk a bit about how you were able to stay involved with the women's volleyball team. Um, yeah, so through like strength and conditioning, I was the coach for that. Um, like just doing programming for the girls, making sure that they limited their injuries in season and on the court um, through like gaining strength in the gym. Uh, and then I also got to be at a couple practices per week so I could kind of tie in like the knowledge that I had from playing with the strength and conditioning program while I was working with them. Nice. How was that adjustment from after, like I said, you thought you lost or you thought you were done to kind of coach it? How was, what was the feeling like to kind of still be involved and kind of have the opportunity to still kind of be around? It was really cool, honestly. Like, I think it made me, um, like, cherish the experience that I had more when I was playing than I did, like, while I was going through it. And, um, yeah, like, it was really cool. The team went through a lot of, like, big milestones last year. Um, So even just, like, being part of that as a coaching staff was still super cool. Like, we beat um, York in one of our last games of the season nice. and like they were always kind of like a rival per se while I was playing so um that was like a super sentimental moment for me and like the coaching staff that was there with me the entire time too and like the girls were super proud of themselves so that was really cool yeah I've always kind of wondered what was the transition like of kind of being on the other side because for so long we always have athletes you know play your sport and obviously you yeah. deal with the coaches but for you you were actually able to see both sides of the fence and obviously you came back this year so mm-hmm. Did any of that kind of contribute to how you're able to kind of um, approach how you could play this year because you've seen the other side of the fence last year? Totally, because I realized that, like, everyone says it goes by so fast once you're gone, whatever, like that typical mm-hmm. cliche conversation. Um, so I had the experience of going through that yeah. and knowing what it was like to sit from the bench as a coaching staff and watch or even, like, from the stands. And um, having that experience to be able to look back on made me more thankful to have this season and like actually playing especially because my last two years playing were COVID as well so like no one knew that the games were going to be canceled obviously as we talked about in the last podcast (laughs) um so yeah like being able to actually know what it feels like to not have the experience anymore and not think you have that next opportunity is definitely really helpful you know, a lot of times, like, everyone knows that coaching is very difficult to do. There's always a lot of intricate parts you got to take into account. From you being on that side, for you, Percy, what would you say is the hardest part about kind of being a coach or being on that side of the fence? Um, I think the weirdest part was <laughs> being friends with the players and having to also <laughs> coach them um, on, like, the men's and women's team, I guess. Uh, it's definitely, like, 
you have to separate where you are at that moment and obviously be professional in specific settings versus being friends with people off the court and outside of the gym. Um, so that in itself was a really big learning piece yep. just because like, how do you choose? You, you don't know how you're going to act in those situations until yeah. you're in them. And like, yes, you can prepare for it, but it's obviously different when you're joking around with your teammates versus right. when you're having to cut the joking around as yep. a coach. Yep. Um, so yeah, that was definitely a challenge. And then also like in the locker room post game, whether it was a win or lose, that was also a really interesting piece because like our coach Mark sometimes wanted me to speak, but sometimes wanted others to speak. And right. it was like a different perspective that I had from being that player to coach. So like knowing what to say when and when to be almost a teammate still, right. it, even though you're in a coaching role was very, it was interesting. It was, it was still fun. Like it worked yeah. well, but it was interesting. Yeah. I can just imagine the fact that because you had to compartmentalize when to be able to talk with your friends and yeah. also when to be a coach, right? Because yeah. a lot of times we're, Obviously, PG-13, you had to, like, kind of crap on each other because you're not getting the job done. Exactly. So I definitely can appreciate the fact that you highlight that because I can only imagine it would be hard for me. Yeah. Because you're naturally friends, especially if you live with them, like, mm-hmm. you're naturally friends, but then you have to realize, okay, when you're on the, the court, you got to put that coaching hat on. Yeah, I think it it goes both ways, too. Like, props to the girls that were playing, who I played with as well, that were my teammates before for, like, giving me the opportunity to be respected in that role. Right. Like, yes, I had to consciously make that decision, but so did they. And like they didn't necessarily have the input of whether they wanted to or not. Like it was just yep. like a given, and that was super cool to see that they were willing to do that type of thing. So yeah. So you would say that the respect that you earned was probably automatic, right? It wasn't like you had to work for it just because they'd seen you yeah. as a player, but now as a coach, right? It might be a different way they look at you. Would you yeah. say like it was an automatic respect they gave you, or just you had to kind of earn it from that? Through? I'd say so. Yeah. Like I remember at the beginning of the year, we do like an introductory presentation for like the strength and conditioning program for the whole season. Mm-hmm. And um, going into it, like I'd put together what I knew and then I had to present it to the team. Um, and I remember being so nervous for that presentation because I was just like, I this is them. so weird that I was in this position last year, yeah. sitting in the seat in the boardroom up in the gym. Now you're on the other and side. now I'm presenting in yeah. the boardroom in the gym for like my teammates for the entire year. So like I remember being so nervous and instantly they were like, they had questions. They were super um, engaging, like, engaged yeah. in the conversation. Yeah. So like, that was that was really nice. Yeah. yeah. Would did you always see yourself kind of transition to coaching once you're done, or kind of just because like how the situation kind of manifests itself in terms of COVID, like it just kind of worked? Like, did you ever see yourself coaching? I had thought about it. Like, I always wanted to continue to be involved, and I always knew that like I loved the strength aspect in the gym. So whether that meant I was going to coach at Nipissing or somewhere else, like I knew that I enjoyed that. But like honestly, no. Like it wasn't something yeah. that I really thought was going to happen all the way through. Um, but when I realized that like I had the skills personally to contribute something to the team that yep. I thought would be great because I had seen both sides and like understood the players at the time and knew them so well I went to coach Mark and I was like I think that I could be a good fit for this role if you're willing to have me right but it was like a very last minute like during COVID situation so yeah definitely no it was surprising but I was really happy with it yeah so let's talk about this season so like I said you obviously helped coach last year you came back this year yeah what was the adjustment like for you coming back into after coaching the team last year now you're back as a player Mm -hmm. what was that transition period like for you and also how did your teammates that you've been with for so many years kind of readjust to you as a teammate again instead of a coach 
Um, again, they did really well. <laughs> like <laughs> they they were great in welcoming me back and you know like keeping that friendship aspect alive. But right. like prior to making the final decision, I had to have the conversation with Coach Mark to be like our relationship as right. coach to coach now right. has to change. And the same with like uh, Coach Kurt and Coach Pat, like that relationship had to change. And also me and Emily as well, who's our manager. Um, so there was like an understanding that was had by everyone to be like, okay, this relationship that we've had in like discussing game plans as coaching staff or discussing practices as coaching staff or whatever, like that just has to be done kind of. And yeah, yeah, respectfully, obviously. And yeah, like just so that there wasn't almost like a hierarchy. So like that just fully stopped, which we all understood was totally fine. And like, there's space for it. Which I think happened with the other girls too, right? Because they they knew that, okay, that you're not playing, picking favorites. Like you're back to being a player, right? Yeah. Back to being a member of the team, just fighting for a starting position as anybody else that's playing a sport does. And I actually appreciate that too, because I think once that barrier was set, okay, listen, Madison's back on the team. Mm -hmm. She's not a coach. Like the relationship we had last year, it's going to be back to player coach. Yeah. Like, don't worry about that. And I can appreciate that too. Because honestly, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't lie. Like I probably would feel the same way. Like, okay, like, is she still going to get? Yeah. Like what's going to happen with this situation? Like even if she's playing bad, is she still going to get like the? Yeah. But that's awesome to hear. But Mm -hmm. let's talk about like in terms of the team though. So obviously you has obviously had a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys made the playoffs last year. Um, but you guys didn't make it this year. Hey, we're the same boat, so yeah. <laughs> don't feel bad. But uh, the bright side of your season was you guys had two outstanding rookies this year. Just yeah. for those who don't know, if you guys want to, if you cook and want to talk about how amazing of the season that Paige and um, OC had for your team. Yeah, um, OC was a member of our team last year, but had an injury that kept her in a redshirt position. So technically they were both rookies. Yeah. Um, and... Like, I remember watching them play, watching OC play last year and then watching Paige come in to one of our training camps. Like, she did fitness testing with us and everything, and I saw how athletic she was, and I was like, holy Mark, like, (laughs) you need to make sure this girl comes to our team. Um, And, like, she's crazy. And same with OC. Like, I um, played in the same, like, beach league as her in the summer. Okay. So I saw her play a bunch there and then also in practices last year, and, like, they're just so talented it's crazy like natural athleticism as well as just like the dedication to the sport that they have and how much they want to be in the gym constantly getting reps is so good for the program um and especially like getting those titles like I think that they really came into their first OUA season and got respect from every single team that we played because like they were our top scorers and like they did a really good job of keeping their own composure in that situation too yeah so i like something that you said because one of my favorite quotes i ever heard is that hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard yeah. so the fact that you alluded to the fact that they both like to be in the gym yeah it's the same thing with any sport if you're playing basketball or if it's hockey you want to be in the rink like you have to, mm-hmm. you you can be as talented as you want but if you're not going to see if you don't put in the work yeah exactly i think they're definitely going to be a really good you know continuation of the culture that we've been trying to build with the team um as well as the other players that are still there too but because of their like outstanding role that they had and the awards that they got with this year, yeah, I think it'll be really good. Yeah, you know, we've, we talked about even last year on this podcast. Obviously, what the girls' hockey team did last year in terms of kind of putting the school on the map by getting to youth sports mm-hmm. and that almost winning national championship, they got back again this year. Yeah, you know, we're obviously a small school, and obviously, anytime that any Nipissing athlete kind of wins an award, it's obviously a big deal. Because in the fact that not many people know where Nipissing is. Yeah. I always tell the story. I didn't know where Nipissing was until grade 11. Did you I didn't either. I didn't either. So we're on the same boat. I was boat. like, I'm going to North Bay. Um, Thunder it, Bay, yeah, but closer. Every, every, for, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But basically, like, um, 
how big is it for like said to see the OC obviously get to go to the banquet to get that yeah. get that experience because you know a lot of times we we all throw starts and win awards but to be known as one of the best yeah. across the country, especially in your first year playing. Like, what does it mean for the program to kind of see one of your own kind of exceed and kind of put a small school like Nipissing and mm-hmm. the women's volleyball program on the map? I think, again, like, it's just huge exposure, like you're saying. Like, I think that other teams in Can West and um, out east are going to, like, start respecting us more as a program. Right. And especially when a situation like that happens, new coming players that are still in club see that one of these rookies got that experience and like had the ethic to continue on working that hard throughout her season and like I'm sure that young athletes are going to continue to watch her play right. next year um, regardless of where they are like they're going to be aware of who got that award last year and like even coaching staff is going to be aware of her for the next season so I think that it'll be really good for like even future recruiting classes of right. Nipissing Athletics because yeah we didn't make playoffs this year but we have these really good players that are continuing right. to improve and they like there's obviously them, right. something in our program that's causing them to improve exactly right. so well they're amazing as well but right. you know <laughs> things add up so of course yeah yeah I think the fact too because I always talk about the legacy right so obviously when you come and you want to do the best that you can and I've always heard the saying leave the place leave a place better than you found it mm-hmm. so I think the fact that when you see athletes kind of like OC and Paige and obviously other athletes win these awards like you're kind of seeing that they're continuing to do their part of kind of making their program better yeah especially for the women's volleyball team where last year you guys had such an amazing season and you guys are building off that with having people like girls like Paige and OC yeah. right I think it just shows that there's a bright future Mm-hmm. So staying, I, I agree. Yeah, so staying on that, like, just I know we talked about it off the air like last year, just about like the ceiling. But how, how, what, what is the ceiling for those two girls? Because obviously they had an amazing year. Mm-hmm. Obviously they're coming back next year. Obviously this is it's the end for you. But just for the future, like, what is their ceiling? I mean, I think because they did so well this year, for any rookie in that situation, it really does put the pressure on for following seasons yeah. and like. <laughs> For any player that's aware of stats and, like, is a frequent watcher of game tape, like, I know that both of them do that a ton. And, like, our team is really starting to preach doing things like that Um, and, like, understanding the numbers. I think it definitely puts a lot of pressure on them and the situation that they're going to be in for the coming years. But regardless, um, with, like, new recruits that we have and other players that we have that are going to be starting with them improving in their play too, I think that, like it's super important to know that they're still going to be good next year, right. but they're going to have people that are there to like piggyback them on the days that they're having a rough game. Like right. our team is really getting like a deeper bench and like nice. more depth in like the skills that we have. So when someone is having that off day, like there's someone to come in for them. And I think that next year, like we're, re- we're going to have more of that than we have ever with the recruits that we have coming in too. So Yeah, it's super exciting. I think that they have the potential to continue to be top players in the OUA. Nice. um, And I'm excited to see what they can do. Nice. Like what you've been hearing so far? Make sure to follow us on IG at Lakers Locker Room and subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're at it, where you can find clips of all our episodes and video content associated with the podcast. Part two of the Lakers Locker Room starts now. You know, you've been here since 2017 you came? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, obviously, you've been here for six years, and it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. How would you say, person, that you've grown since rookie Madison until now? Obviously, like I said, it's been a long time you've been here. You've really engraced yourself in North mm-hmm. Bay. What would you say has been the biggest part? Let's start personally, that you've grown as a person. Um, I think the whole concept of just, like, my mindset of the game and, like, appreciating what you have when you have it. I think that when I was 
here in my first year, like I got to, I didn't start, but I got to play frequently in a lot of the games that we had with like a 6-2 substitution. If people don't know what that is, it's when another setter comes in and another right side comes in. Um, so I was really fortunate to have that opportunity um, and like step on the court in every year that I played at Nipissing. But in my first two years, I guess, I didn't necessarily appreciate it the way that I should have. Right. Um, because obviously not everyone gets that opportunity. And I think that like having the ability to grow in that position and like having a coaching staff that's willing to give you an opportunity like that is very, very special. So in like appreciating like the little things that I have through all of the situations and even like the relationship that I had with my coaches, um, past and current, like John, who's with the men's team that used to also be a member of our coaching staff. Um, my relationship with him, my relationship with Mark and then Pat and Kurt as well. Like, um, I think just really appreciating the culture that we've built and the support that we have in that culture at Nipissing is something that I've grown to appreciate way more and like understand the importance of. And definitely, obviously, like now that you've come back, and we, I remember the last time we talked about it was COVID, right? So mm-hmm. you thought it was the end. Like, would you also say the fact that you actually got a second chance to really do it again after COVID, would you say that meant so much more this season to be able to play because you really thought it was done two years ago? It definitely did. Like, watching um, even just simply how nervous people get for <laughs> game days. Like, you obviously, that, right? game days are really nervous yeah. or nerve wracking. Yeah. But, like, understanding from my position that I didn't have to be nervous like that and I could just enjoy the fact that I was getting to play competitive sports obviously still being super competitive and wanting to win but like not letting the nerves fight through like what you can do on the court when you don't have them um yeah it was very interesting (laughs) it was very interesting um I also switched positions so oh you did all yeah all four years I played right side and then for this last year, I ended up switching to be a middle. So I'm actually let's stay on that for a second because I had Jacob on a couple weeks ago, who was mm-hmm. always in the men's volleyball team. He said he switched positions too. Yeah. So I'm asking, I'm asking you the same question. Would you say you switching positions kind of way kind of show the team because anytime you want to be a successful team, you have to have sacrifice. Yeah. Would you say in a way that maybe you switching positions kind of showed that you got you're willing to do whatever it takes to win and kind of setting that good example because a lot of times people are pretty stubborn. They don't want to switch. They don't want to change. Yeah. Would you say you switching positions kind of set the tone for every girl to now sacrifice for one another? I mean, I would hope so because obviously being middle, like you're only on the court half the time because you get subbed out, subbed out for a lib. Um, so you don't play back row. Right. Um, which like, I really do enjoy playing defense, but is it my strong suit? No. So like, that's what I had to sacrifice. But I think that just like being able to sacrifice to play a different position, but also the concept of having athletes that are skilled in numerous areas of the game is also like a really good thing to recognize. Um, so, I mean, if someone had the opportunity to play in another position where they could excel and like that's where the team needed them, I would really hope that they would take that opportunity because it's still just as rewarding and you're still yeah. contributing a huge part to the team. So Yeah, and I definitely think the fact that as a leader and obviously someone who's older, it's really important to kind of show these type of things because mm-hmm. you can say as much as you want, but if you're not able to kind of, sh- as they say, put your money where your mouth is or kind of be about it instead of talking about it, I think the, it doesn't resonate. So I definitely appreciate yeah. the fact that you've done that because I'm glad you didn't tell me. I didn't know, but like yeah. I just really <laughs> think that in general that people who are able to, especially athletes or especially um, old I would say leaders on the team. If older players. Well, I'm, I'm older now too, so yeah. I gotta I gotta comment. So I'm not a teenager anymore. No but <laughs> yeah. I will say though, I think the fact that 
people who are older on the team who've had more experience are able to show the example to the young people or the young guys, the young girls, saying, hey, like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to, like, I'm no different, I'm no better mm-hmm. just because I've been here longer. I may have more say in terms of, like, kind of what goes on just because I've been here longer, but yeah. I just think that ultimately showing that I'm willing to sacrifice too kind of evils out the balance if you're kind of like we talked about. Yeah, I mean, it's even, like, Every team comes in and has rookie duties, right. per se. So uh, the rookies have, I don't miss those either. I don't miss but those. did, like, if something gets left behind or there's, like, a, a specific chore people don't enjoy doing, as older players, I think it's really important to recognize that you still do them. So if you notice something gets left behind, do it anyways. <laughs> it's not your role, but who cares? Like, uh, it's still part of the team. Yeah. yeah, you might not agree. I hate but doing it. No, I hate doing I, it. <laughs> I hate doing it too. But regardless, yeah. like, I think that whether you're a rookie on a team or an older player, if there's something that needs to be cleaned up in the grand scheme of things, do it anyways. Yeah. Because, like, realistically, there's there's a hierarchy in age, but there shouldn't be a hierarchy in things like that. So. Right. Right. Yeah. What's um What's been your favorite kind of – you've been here for a season, like, so you've been here for a long time. What's mm-hmm. been your favorite memory? Or if you could – I don't know if you can pinpoint one, but, like, what have been your favorite memories over your time oh here as a, as a student athlete here? Um. I mean, when the girls won the playoff game last year, regardless of the fact that I wasn't on the court, that, that was, was definitely... Game. I was there. That was a good game. Yeah, that was definitely a, a core memory to have. And, like, obviously coming back this year, I was hoping that the same thing would happen. Yeah. But regardless, yeah. that was really good. Yeah. And know and no um, about that game, too. That was a revenge game, too, because you just lost, you lost them the week before. Yeah, we don't like to talk about that. Hey, but at <laughs> we this don't week, like to but talk here's the thing. Like, you, you got revenge on you. you we won did. The, I think you swept them, too. I think it was a three-zip. I think so. I think so. I think so. I remember Amy got the the game as a shout out. Yeah, yeah. Shout out out to Amy. Shout out Amy. (laughs) Um, It's on her Instagram, I think. If you want to go look at it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely that game. Even though I was coaching, like, it was super cool to see the girls come together and like achieve that um, goal that they had. Um, And then this year when we beat U of T, that was really cool Um, because that's 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 never happened in program history. So such a nice gym. Such a nice gym. I know. Nice the photos nice they take in that gym are just for real, so much better than anywhere else. I promise you, man. That's a beautiful gym. Yeah. Um, but that was definitely a good one, too. I mean, I'm sure there are some from before, but those are the two most recent that I could think of. Yeah. I've always um, I've always found it in terms of, like, when you as you go on through the years, because you've had so many teammates, mm-hmm. um, there's, so many, there's so many relationships that you build with your teammates, obviously, on, on the court, off the court. Um, for you personally, obviously, since you've been here for so long, have there been, have, are there any, like, uh, teammates that you've had in the past that you really keep closer to this day? Um, I mean, like, everybody kind of, like, you see people in the future or, like, when you're done playing with them and, like, mm-hmm. you still um, converse back and forth or whatever. But, like, Chris and Becca on the team right now are my roommates. Yeah. So definitely the closest closest with them. Um, me and Megan were roommates in first and second year and then yeah. are still playing together. So before our last game, we were like, oh, we were warm-up partners in first year. <laughs> Here we are playing our last yeah. game together. Like, that was kind of a cool moment. Yeah. Um, I actually just played, like, a random club practice with a couple girls that I played with in my first year that, oh, wow. like, I haven't spoken too much since. But, wow. um, yeah, I was like, oh, hi, we're going to play this <laughs> club practice together. And they were in their fourth years when mm-hmm. I was playing. Yeah. So that was me in, as a little first year and them in their fourth year. So that was kind of cool to, like, cool. just scrimmage around with them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, we're building more um, alumni culture now yeah. than we have in the past. Which is really good. As the program is expanding. Yeah, I think that's one of, like, 
the bigger things that we have in our favor. Um, I still talk to Shannon and Avery a lot. Shut up. Um, yeah. <laughs> are, we, so, are we, are we going to bring up the last episode or no? No, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Tejan, in our last episode, put together a video of our team. and It was COVID, by the way. So It was know. COVID, so we didn't really get that final goodbye, and that video was our final goodbye, but we didn't know so it existed until <laughs> that moment. <laughs> yeah, if, if you guys want to go on the YouTube page, search it up. It's a good episode. <laughs> but, uh, but let's stay on that, though, not the episode. But yeah. in terms of, obviously, like I said, the last time when we had the podcast, we thought it was an end for you, that you thought you were done. Yep. What did it mean to you to finally get the senior night that you didn't get two years ago? You finally got it this time around. Yeah. Um, Which I think is awesome, but I think it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was really, like, I didn't really think about it until I got to that point of the season. Like, probably until the day before that game, I was like, hold on a second. Like, I've never had this. And, like, I'd had all of the final games of the season prior right, or whatever. Right, right. So, like, I'd experienced that type of an emotion with it. But when it was, like, the actual final game and seniors night yeah. and whatever. Especially this time around. Especially this time around. Um, it was definitely eye-opening, but also, like, a good closure point. Like, in yeah. some, like, in my graduation before, it was, like, it felt like something was missing, and it felt like I didn't get... Yeah. You didn't get the closure. I didn't then. get that final opportunity in the right. closure, so I was just kind of almost, like, resenting COVID, obviously, yeah, as we, we do. do. We all do. Um, but this time it was, like definitely an emotional evening like some of the some of the speeches that our coaches gave were tear jerkers for sure our team was sitting in a circle just crying all together it was amazing I wish there was a video but you don't no no videos <laughs> <laughs> no videos allowed um but yeah um it was super nice to obviously play that final game and um like know that it was the final game in that moment too because like last year when we had playoffs the girls didn't know if they yeah. were going to win or not. Like, it wasn't a for sure yeah. end or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really cool experience. But I definitely feel like that was a good closing chapter yeah. to my career. No, I think I think that's awesome. Yeah. You know, especially, and I'll ask this question even for me and other people listening. For someone who's actually going to be a senior next year, and obviously it'll be the end of my career next year. Mm -hmm. um, going into that game, I guess for anyone listening that's going to be senior, can you ever really, like, prepare for it? I think you always in the back of your head, like, okay, when you get the schedule, you're thinking, okay, this is going to be our last home yeah. game. I want to crush this ball. Ob I wanna, obviously, yeah. obviously, when you're near the end, like, you start saying, okay, like, couple weeks left yeah no this is my last road trips my last yeah. practice and then the day of is here can you ever really i guess for any seniors who might be going to next year or mm -hmm. any young people that might eventually be senior one day yeah. can you ever really prepare for when that actual moment hits that this is actually the last time for everything i honestly don't think so and i yeah. think that i could this year i think if people have that closing chapter previously and then don't know they're coming back and come back again yes you can mm -hmm. to a certain extent but for people that are just going through their four years and straight through the four years, I genuinely don't think so because it's almost like the emotions that you feel in that moment are never going to be what you expect them to be. Like right. I've heard people talk about their final game and be like, oh, like my body's injured. I'm so done with this season. Like it's going to be over. I'm going to be able to rest. And people right. are like excited for that moment of it being over. But like, when, when it actually comes, it's it's over. Like, you don't get the choice to go back yeah. when you're done your eligibility. You don't yeah. get the choice to go back in a lot of situations. Right. So I think, like, my biggest piece of advice with it would be, like, if you feel yourself starting to be like, oh, my gosh, it's the end of the season, finally. Like, my body yeah. needs this break. Like, 
push those feelings away. Yeah. Actually make sure that you're enjoying that final game right. and make sure you're enjoying those final practices. Like I'm still going to practices now to be an yeah. extra body so that like we can fill in drills, but like do I need to be there? No. Is my body tired? Yes. <laughs> but like I'm going to keep going because when you don't have the opportunity, you don't have the opportunity, you know? Right. Exactly. And I appreciate yeah. that, right? Cuz I've always wanted to know cuz I always remember even from my first shoe window my seniors at the time like, said their last goodbyes. It was at U of T, so once yep. again, that beautiful gym. Yep. But <laughs> I remember, like it was yesterday, and they always say, like, and it's true, like, my, my friend Jerice, who I still talk to today, who was my senior, like, he said, mm -hmm. and he said, enjoy these years because it, it goes by quick, and it does. Yeah. Right? So I really appreciate that. Yeah, it You know, really we, we, we talked a lot today. We know we had a lot of good stuff on this episode. The mm -hmm. final question I have for you, just to wrap it up, is I've been asking a lot of people this who were obviously graduating done at, it's a pretty heavy question, but it's a good question to ask. But mm -hmm. simply just, I guess, how do you want to be remembered? Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was a heavy question. <laughs> it's simple, I, but you I think, like, I, I hope that the fact that I came back or the fact that, like, I had an injury in my final year and still kept composure with it, like, I hope that what I did inspires people. Like, I hope that my reactions to the game or like my what I have to say in our team meetings and stuff for the girls that are still there um cause people to understand like the passion for the game that I had and still continue to have like yeah. I think that that's super important to not lose when you play and I hope that people recognize the fact that I never lost it and like still haven't um and like yeah there's waves in every single season there's like dips in whatever momentum you feel like you have in a sport um but yeah i hope overall like the passion that i had for the game and the perseverance that i had through like whatever tough times there were throughout right. that six years of my life are <sighs> remembered <laughs> i know it's crazy yeah no nah, but uh it's been a long ride but like i said hey you made it so i made it want to say congratulations my knees hurt <laughs> but <laughs> i made it <laughs> but no but i just want to say okay, i guess it's been great to kind of see you get back again like i said i thought it was the end two years ago so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually genuinely glad you got that chance thank you um so we talked a bit more this year i know the first couple years we really, really didn't talk but yeah. i'm glad this year and la kind of last year a little bit we started talking a bit more so it's been great to kind of yeah. get to know you more so Thank you for coming on the episode again. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. So with that said, that is a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I want to thank my reoccurring guest, Ms. Massenburg, for joining us. You know, this episode will be on all podcasting platforms. Thank you for everyone listening to this episode. See you guys next week. Yeah.